Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mario's Minute. In case you all do not know, this is the second podcast I do here in two different forms. First of all, it is available in a video form on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel, where there's not all too much going on. There's just uh, my... I guess channel art on there and a cool looking visualizer. At least it's something that I think is cool looking, uh, but it is available on most major podcasting platforms in an audio only version. So you can listen to this like an actual podcast. Simply look up Mario's Minute on your favorite podcasting app, host or provider, and hopefully it should be on there. So however you want to consume this, you're more than welcome to do it in that regard. Uh, Either way, this is my second podcast that I do. My main one, Mod Chat, all one word, is mostly about video game console modding, just not really news breaking, but things that I see that are new, interesting, that I will cover in there more in depth and give my opinions on. However, Mario's Minute is more just my podcast where I come on here once a month and I talk about whatever the hell I want to. Uh, Sometimes I have a guest on, sometimes I don't. I try to alternate from month to month. So last month, I did not have a guest on the show, but I kind of just, again, use this to talk about whatever the hell I want to on here. There's not all too much editing that goes on. It's not all too structured, but it's something just chill and that I enjoy making on here. Uh, Either way, this is an episode and a month that we are going to be having a guest on. So, as I always say to my guest, who the hell are you? Uh, I am Jack. Um, I guess I'm a bit of a Xbox collector, a bit of a uh, over-the-top. Some may call me an Xbox shill. I'm also also one of your very, very poor, poor Discord admins. Um, I've seen more grease than the than most people on the planet and i wouldn't have it any other way (laughs) well jack thank you very much for coming on to the show here yeah thank you for having me yeah it's been it's been a while too i'm trying to think of like how long you and i have been talking for because we were talking before the discord admin thing and all which yes jack is one of the admins on my discord uh yes yes um i'm there i go by dr boomhauer but i'm also um Go by Jack. Doesn't really matter. I, I don't mind. But, um, you know, geez, I remember, I do remember the first time I, I probably started talking because um, I obviously, I'd obviously known of you because, you know, you can't watch stuff about video games on YouTube without somehow occasionally getting one of your videos on the recommended. And so, of course, in the past, I'd maybe seen a couple of videos of yours, but it wasn't until, oh, geez. Would it have been 2016 or so? I remember I specifically came in with the question into your Discord. I joined and I was asking, hey, can I RJ top a Jasper on the latest dashboard? Which is a ridiculous question because why would you do that? But I didn't know anything. So mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> given the time frame, asking about that is just weird. Um, I didn't know anything. So I went in for support and I think I immediate. I think I, uh, immediately someone told me why I, I was asking the wrong question. So, and pointed me in the right way, but yeah, ever since then, um, yeah, I guess I've just been around. Huh. Perfect. Yeah. I know. Um, I I just remember one of the earlier instances was, uh, cause you were like a discord regular pretty early on. Uh, but I remember there'd be times you'd kind of like drop in and drop out of there. And I just remember there was like, once you got annoyed where it's like, 
I had shared on there that I just took like a big dump or something. And like you came in right at that point and you're just like, I've learned way too much about Mario's body being in here. Oh, gee. No, anytime, anytime I've said stuff like that, it's totally been a joke. Of course. Totally been a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I dropped out a, a few times in the early days because I was like, I was a really broke teenager and I was trying to buy an RGH from somebody and I was talking to this guy and I'll totally admit at one point I totally lost the money that I was gonna I was gonna give him and I uh, just I like dipped out and ghosted the server because I'm like well I just burned that bridge I'm never coming back <laughs> and it's uh ironic yeah. how that worked yeah yeah now now I'm stuck here yeah exactly well so i'm thinking to the person that uh you bought the rgh from uh i won't name them but i know they've burned a whole lot more bridges than oh. probably like the half a bridge you thought you would have burned oh yeah yep 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 yeah so yeah. all good well it's i mean it's been a jeez so 2016 all right i think wow. i think it's, it's 2016 been, no that sounds about right because that was i know that was the year i established the discord server and everything it wasn't prior to that and then you were like you weren't like an initial initial person but you were like very early on when it was like in its pretty much infant stages yeah yeah, yeah. pretty fairly fairly early yeah 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 i i guess that's kind of how we know each other on there but i know you were saying uh <laughs> xbox collector and everything what have you gone after then because i know there's been this is something i i wasn't 100 percent sure on because i know there's been times where it's like you kind of got your collection up got rid of it and there's been a few times you've kind of been in and out of that as well too yeah i i i had i had a collection at one point and i sold a lot of that stuff off because i was in high school i was broke and i really needed money at the time to make some other things happen um but i eventually kind of fell back in love with the 360 after like a few months, obviously it was total seller's remorse. So, um, where I'm at now, um, I probably have three OG Xboxes in various places, um, which I think everyone does, but, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I have, you know, I have a couple RGHs and everything, but, um, collectively I I've sold some stuff and I've, you know, I guess I just sold stuff. I don't know where I was going with that sentence. But um, what I have now, um, or I've had in the past, is I've had two um, uh, twos Xbox 360 Xenon um, demo kits, which were they're Ooh, the right. sort of they're essentially a uh, they're kind of the cheapest way if you want to buy a 360 dev kit. Essentially, what they are <laughs> is it's a dev kit board shoved inside a normal shell. And it just looks like a normal 360 on uh, on the front and the back. The only thing is there's a little sticker on the back that says demo kit. Realistically, what it is, it's a dev kit in a retail shell so they can have that sitting on the floor at like game shows and not have development hardware sitting out. And of course, it'll still run all the development stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm thinking on those real quick with demo kits. Um, they... <sighs> I don't know if they have full development capabilities or if it's pretty much just a test kit that shoved into, you know, retail shell. No, it, it, no. Um, at least for the earlier ones, I can't speak on the later ones. I believe one of our other discord admins, James, he does own a Jasper demo kit. I think I might be misremembering. It may just be like a Jasper XDK board in a normal case, but, okay. um, I, I, I think it may be a demo. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, 
Yeah, um, and I, I don't know what his reports as. I can't remember. But at least on my Xenons, they report, um, you know, as, as a development kit, not a test kit. Obviously, they don't have the sidecar, so they don't have, like, the DVD emulation features. And you mm-hmm. can't uh, do some of the performance monitoring over USB. But a lot of that stuff was superseded later on by some other features that got added. So, exactly. I mean, it's if you're running development stuff, will run on a demo kit. Um, it's as far as the as far as it knows, it is a dev kit. So, okay, yeah. perfect. I never really knew that fully about demo kits. I always yeah. kind of assumed they were more test kits, which that's just you know for for testing, but not like full fledged development on there. That's what you would obviously give. Like I'm kind of just saying this not to you, but like more to the audience. That's what you would give to you know the testers in house, so they're not doing actual debugging on there and like trying to manipulate and change the code they're just reporting their testing results yeah yeah i i i was i was thinking oh geez i'm gonna come on here and i'm gonna say a whole bunch of stuff without context and then people have no idea what i'm talking about but uh, yeah (laughs) it's all good no that's that's why and i try like kind of cross that bridge so if it sounds like if i'm explaining something like that i'm not like trying to like mansplain it to you or anything i'm like no, no no i'm trying to keep the audience in mind yeah yeah so I've collectively owned two of those demo kits. Uh, I currently own two full um, 360 dev kits, you know, XDKs Ooh, in, their, right. in their tall gray sidecar emblazoned glory. Um, <laughs> very tall. They look like a normal, they look for the viewers and listeners, they look like a normal 360, but they have, it looks like they have a ginormous hard drive on top, which has mm-hmm. a whole bunch of some extra hardware in it for, um, essentially emulating a DVD drive. Um, and yeah, they were, that's what developers would have on their desks. That was what they'd be developing games on. Um, and yeah, I own two of those. I own a Xenon and I own a, uh, Zephyr. Um, the Zephyr I broke once, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Um, I got it fixed. And then, (laughs) uh, yeah. Um, I suppose that's it in development hardware. I suppose, and then I, of course, I have a couple RGHs. I have a, I have a Corona, um, RGH that I had done that I had done in the past, had gotten done in the past by our good friend Josh, aka Octal. Um, yeah, shout out Octal, good dude. Yeah, uh, awesome guy, and uh, he had done that one for me, and then I probably. Um, I have one system that had been years in the making. It's a Resident Evil 5 Jasper um, SRGH, which for anyone who knows RGH, that, uh, you know, RGH in systems, SRGH on a Jasper is pretty strange. But yeah, yeah, and that one I built myself. And that one was a whole story of me going on GameStop's website and seeing what they had for sale just for the heck of it. And, uh, And I saw they had one red uh 360 left in stock and i i've always loved the resident evil 5 360 because it's just it's just red it's a bright red 360 mm-hmm. and uh and if anyone's ever tried to buy one used they actually still collect um still go for a decent premium over standard systems um not huge or anything but you're probably gonna pay like 70 bucks more um if i was just guessing off the top of my head and so I found it, and it was priced like the rest of their 360. So I thought, oh, this is a deal for me. And part of me was also get, thinking, oh, this is a GameStop 360. I'm excited to see whatever whatever sort of crazy trickery they did in here. Yep. Um, and I got it. I opened the box. Blackface plate. 
They had taken a red, red a Resident Evil red Resident Evil Five system, and I don't know what happened. They just slapped on a black faceplate, and that was re- I was really like, oh, man, because I mean, once you have something set up in your media center, whatever it may be, all you're seeing is the front of it. And I didn't I didn't want an elite. I wanted a I I wanted a massive red 360. You know, something that screams. You know, screams. I play Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I'd gotten it and yeah, bad faceplate, all the standard, um, you know, uh, GameStop trickery. They had that, um, that fan mod cable that connects to the DVD power yep. and, uh, they'd, they'd bolt modded this. And I shouldn't, I should say it wasn't just a Jasper. It was a Jasper Kronos. So that was the second for the viewers who don't know out of all the motherboard revisions, the Jasper's is the final one. It's the most reliable. Well, final out of the fats. Final out of the final out of the fats, I should say. Final out of the fat systems um, before they went to the slim. And there are two versions: there's the original Jasper, and then there's the Jasper Kronos, aka the Jasper V2. Um, mm-hmm. They just have slightly different GPUs. The one of the the, the embedded RAM on it is uh, is a smaller process node on the Kronos for whatever reason, um, mm-hmm. and. So it was a Jasper Kronos, probably the most reliable 360 you can buy. And um, I don't have statistics to back that up. That's just what I've heard from other people. Yeah. And uh, and from yeah. my own experience, you know. Um, that, I, that's what I back up. <laughs> yeah. And they had completely bolt modded it. And I was just like, oh. They do that with every fat system that um, they refurbish. Not the ones that are just like used, but the ones that go through the refurb process. They do that with every single one. It doesn't matter the motherboard. Um, yeah. For uh, keep it, I guess. Long story short, for anybody who's not aware of that, it's really just replacing some of the parts um, that attach the Xbox 360's motherboard to the heat sinks and the chassis. And uh, it is not a good mod at all. It was mistakenly looked at as the fix for Red Ring of Death like 15 years ago. And so many places and people have used it. But it it damages your system like in the long run. So it is not good. And GameStop messed up a lot of systems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, for, and clearly, clearly, they were either they had that in stock for a long time or they've still been doing it. And uh I, I know you have a video on that from what, like five years ago, I think maybe, maybe it's been earlier. Maybe it was sooner than five years, but um. it, that sounds about right. It was, I know it was 2017. I dropped it. So it was just over five years ago, but I d- dude, to be honest, I don't think they ever stopped. I yeah. think at this point, so I actually just learned of this. Like I was just randomly browsing the GameStop sub and uh, I had seen this in a comment. They don't take seventh generation systems anymore. They'll take some of the games, but not the systems. So there's no like new 360s or Wii's or anything that's coming into stock. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think they ever stopped doing the uh, the Bolt mod on those systems. No, no. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was just here with this fan modded, you know, bolt modded Jasper with, you know, a black mismatched faceplate, And I was just, um, I, I was pretty, I was pretty upset at the time. I was like, Whoa, you know, um, my standards were low, but this is bad. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I got it. And that eventually, I don't even know when I bought that thing that essentially turned into, I, I think, possibly a three or four year long quest of me 
hunting down a red Resident Evil 5 faceplate for that system. Um, as well as um, eventually I, you know, tossed, tossed that Jasper Kronos board aside, got another Jasper just for the board. And eventually um, I bought that Jasper to put in, uh, to put in the shell. And I, you know, I noticed it was an arcade system and it still had the hard drive cover on top um, because um, for the people that don't know, uh, 360, arcade 360s, the ones that didn't ship without hard drive, fat ones should, should know, you know, in the cavern, I guess, where the hard drive sits on top of the 360, <laughs> it's just kind of empty if you don't have a hard drive there. So there's a blanking plate that would sit there on top on the arcade models that didn't sh- ship with hard drives. So I pick up this one thing. I got it for like seven bucks on shopgoodwill.com. And um, it came with a mysterious baggie of white powder. Um, I never got to the bottom of what that was. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. No, I'm remembering this now. Okay. Yeah. And I plugged it in. And the first thing I saw was the boot anim was the the original one. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Okay. I got a Jasper. Uh, Okay. This, this whole story, I got this GameStop Jasper. It's all broken. Okay, and I spent like sixty bucks on it. Now I pay seven bucks for this Jasper from Shop Goodwill that potentially came with cocaine. I'm not sure, but that I mean, it came I, with I, a value. It, the it value came proposition with a white was. It came with a white substance, and if it was the value proposition, there is off the charts. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure I made a, quite a bit of money on that. Had I, you know, not thrown that bag away, um, and. <laughs> Now I'm sitting here and it powers up and I have NXE looking at me and I'm going, okay, something I may, I may have an, I may have a J taggable Jasper on my hand and this may just turn this project on its head. And of course I uh, do the slow walk down to settings and then console info. And it was one update past seven, three, seven, one. I know that feeling. I get it. And I probably should say for the people that don't know, seven three seven one was the last update on the three sixty, last dashboard version that uh, didn't patch the JTAG exploit. Um, mm-hmm. You could still that's the final for, uh, that's the final dash. Yeah, and yeah, and that's the I I would say it's it's still probably my favorite exploit. I, I don't know, RGH three is also a big one right there. I, I think I like JTAG. I could say I like them both equally, but JTAG I really like just because it doesn't deal with a glitch chip or timing or anything. It's really just wiring it up, getting it up and running, and um, that that's it. That's all there is to it. It's a nice old school reliable method on there, but you have to find a system that hasn't been updated since what, like 2009? No, not 2009. Mid 2008, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they did they did uh, they did patch hardware too. I forgot about that. They did. Yeah. Yep. So yep. you need to find a console that was like early enough hardware wise, but you also need it to be the firmware is still like I think seven three seven one. I think that's like that's what, correct. Late yeah. Late twenty ten because it would have come out with the slims. Uh, set, no. Mm-mm. Or no, was that pre? I don't know. I can't remember. But. Uh, Slims uh, did launch with NXE, but it wasn't that low of a firmware. I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't that low. Yeah. Okay. They must have launched NXE just before the Slims then. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. But uh, the point, uh, the point, I, I guess I was getting to is the fact that you need to find, you know, you need to find a really old. You were saying you need to find a really old thing, and I was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. You just yeah. The, the time frame is a long time ago, and it's 
a pain. Um, yes. And I was really bummed by that, so I thought, okay, I'll do an RGH one on this system because it's low enough. Um, so I got, you know, I got that already. Refused to refuse to boot on RGH one. Um, I I tried everything, tried every timing, and it, it got to the point where um, my soldering skills beginning on this job. I mean, like I had rudimentary soldering skills, but they're still pretty bad. And probably in the course <laughs> of just trying to build the system, my soldering skills are actually pretty decent now. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. So I, I went through. You, you, every- sometimes you just need a reason. You need motivation. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. I went through probably like every timing file. Or does RTH one use time? I, it I does. Yeah. Um, it it's really just like one ECC file, from what I remember. I think it's just like a, I think there's a few timing files you can mess with at most, but it's mostly the wiring on there. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I messed around with it as much as I could and no go, no boot. Um, then uh, decided to try uh, 1.2 and um, I got one point, I got RGH 1.2 to boot um, pretty reliably. It would insta boot um, until I put the motherboard back into the cage. I remember and this. No matter what I used, uh, I adjusted wire routing a, a billion times. I tried every, I tried every single timing file that I could. <laughs> it would not boot in the cage. You put it in the metal cage, no boot. I resoldered everything a billion times, no boot. Just no, there was no. It, it'll boot. It would boot outside of the metal cage that the motherboard sits in, but it wouldn't. The moment you put it in there, nothing would happen. You do you remember? To, do you remember my recommendation for that? Ah, <sighs> uh, jeez. If, if what was you your don't, it's all good. I I had said you should just like wall mount the system, like the, oh, the yes. naked motherboard yes. at that point. Because and and I know you were not wanting to do it, and I was only like half joking about it. But I was like, no, clearly when you put the system in the metal cage, it doesn't boot. So this sounds like a good contender for a wall mounted Xbox 360. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe if I lived in my own house and I uh, and I was kind of at that point where I wanted some like abstract art display on the wall to fill up some empty space maybe i would have but you know i don't think my parents would have been too happy if i uh, hung the 360 on the wall i uh, i oh. can understand that yeah yeah you've you've yeah. seen what i'm what i mean though with like uh with people who do that with computers and stuff where they don't have a case for yeah. them they just yeah. like wall mount the actual components oh yeah 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 and uh yeah so what it just wouldn't work for me and, uh, yeah, so what I finally got to is, you know, after all these frustrations, you know, what do you do? Well, of course, you go to Octal, and you ask him uh, what you're doing wrong. And um, I, I, he, it just it got to the point where it was just like, try SRGH. Like, and I don't know what it is. SRGH, Instaboot every time. It took, it took, I mean, I had to tweak the timing quite a bit. Um, um, I was using one that was like, I can't remember if I think I, I think I had uh, Josh had made a timing file for me specifically for the system, I think, but I okay. don't think I ended up using it because I finally found one right at the very end of, in like the folder that worked. It, it finally worked and it instabooted every time. Nothing else would. And this one time file that did work, it instabooted. So th- thank God it worked. Um, uh, and yeah, so put it all back together. It works. It works fine. So I have my SRGH Resident Evil Five 
Jasper, because I, I remember I mentioned I did buy I did buy another Resident Evil Five system finally to get that faceplate. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And so I finally got the faceplate. I finally had it booting, um, and yeah, no, that was it was a headache. That was such a headache. But yeah, that's that that's that system. So this entire story that you, I'm glad it has a happy ending. But this entire story, this is just like when people are looking into modding the Xbox 360 doing a hard mod, that is the exact scenario that they are terrified of getting themselves into where they're just like, I don't want to mess with different glitch chips, different types of wiring, different types of timing, different types of exploits and all that. So uh, you lived a lot of people's like feared worst case scenario when it comes to modding one of these systems. The only, I, I, I think the only thing that really helped is I had a lot of time to waste. And, um, I conveniently had, you know, like both chips I needed. I had a cool runner and an ACE V3 that I both had on hand. So I was able to just try everything, but it was still, it was still just a headache, even when you have everything in front of you. Um, so I, I, that's, I can totally imagine the pain of just, you know, you just spent all your money, you finally got your stuff ordered and it's just not booting. And I, yeah because mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people also and and i understand i'm not even saying it to like slight anyone but it's like they just don't want to go through all that effort they don't want to go through all that headache they don't have the patience to go through every single thing there where it's like when they probably would have gone through like 10 timing files and it didn't work she's like okay you know what i'm just gonna throw this away and then buy it from some random person on ebay like buy a random system there which for the most part i tell people don't buy hard modded 360s on ebay um just because the sellers there are going to be uh usually not so great when it comes to quality oh yeah and the pricing on ebay too if if some some stuff is priced really reasonably on there but some you you get an un you know you get a unknowing sort of person on there who wants to buy an rgh you know you're getting into like i don't know college football revamped or whatever the big thing is right now that's the big thing yeah um you know, you go on there and it's like you could potentially be spending like 400 bucks on a 360 that isn't that probably has you, you probably got a $30 console, a $5 glitch chip and maybe like a $70 hard drive in there. Like it's just it's and the time it takes to mod a 360, you know, if you got a business doing that, you can get it down really quick. So mm-hmm. the profit margins a lot of these like crazy sellers are making on there are, are probably insane. And so I oh, just I, I think they're. I believe it. I, my thing I'm more concerned with, it's not even really like, oh, well, how, like how much this stuff is, because I guess it really value is up to the person buying the system. So um, if, if they see a system and they are comfortable spending $400 on it and they get enjoyment from it to them, it is worth $400. Um, They could find a reliable, um, you know, seller modern such which like the three people i always recommend um in no particular order are uh the uh the mod shop octo's console shop and then uh tony from garndale's garage um well garndale garage for anybody who's listening who might be interested in that but um no the thing i see more of an issue of there is you're really just paying for quality that's probably not going to be very good there's not going to be as much of a guarantee on there and it's really just that that's why i say for the most part like and i'm not telling you just to like anybody who is you know wanting to 
get a system like hard modded on eBay, um, whether it's, you know, really just with a 360 or a one to buy one that's already been hard modded, just don't do it through eBay. Just look for a reputable seller who does have good feedback, who um, has their own site and service and everything for the most part. Those are going to be the good people. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had, uh, I had sold off a console once. Um, I just sold it because it was like I had it sitting around. I wasn't using it. So I, I threw it up for sale on eBay for like 25 bucks. Um, and it was a Jasper. Um, and this is back when 360, this was a few years ago when 360s were at the bottom um, the bottom, bottom of their price. Oh yeah. Um, and, and they're starting, they're going way back. They're not going super high up now, but like the, the days of $20, 15 to $20 Xboxes that somehow work on eBay, those days are gone. But, um, I, I threw it up for like 25 bucks and, um, you know, Hey, I, I'm sure anyone else who sold stuff on eBay gets a little nosy sometimes. They're like, who bought my stuff? Um, and so you, you check out like their eBay seller page, you know, do they sell anything? Um, and of course I found out, you know, immediately see it, it's an RGH, you know, it's an RGH guy. Um, mm. but he was charging like $600 for a console. Jeez. And, um, I knew the console I just sell him was in pretty rough cosmetic shape. It was pretty busted up. And so that's why it was like the first thing for me to, you know, just sell, get rid of. Um, and so I, I, I say, I saved that seller. And uh, I just waited for the email to eventually come. And lo and behold, he's charging, he was charging like $600 for like a two terabyte system. And I'm like, okay. And I, was, I, I open up the picture and I zoom in and I see all the scuffs and all the scratches that were so on they, that system. It was, it was my system that I just sold them for, that I'd sold them for like 25 bucks. And it was like, if you're going to charge those big prices, at the very least, clean it. Yeah, maybe even get a magic eraser. You know, I know magic erasers aren't the best thing in every situation, but like there were some scuff, there are like some mild paint scuffs on there or something, or is it, I don't know, maybe like, it's just, you know, those random black marks that, you know, a magic eraser will actually, you know, take off. Like at least just run, run something over those. Cause it, it, this is not like even someone who finds, who would somehow find value in an expensive system like that. There was no way to find value in it it was just busted up it was gross it was disgusting it was just i was i I was so taken aback i'm just like six hundred dollars and it's just like wow what a interesting flip yep and and i feel like you know that could also be a situation where then the person who ends up buying that they could be someone who then goes on to places like you know different subreddits different discord servers and they're like hey so i bought this modded 360 from a dude on ebay for like 600 bucks and of course it looks busted up and everything it's like yeah i got it and for some reason like the temperatures are kind of high on it and after like three weeks it just stopped booting like it's not doing a red light or anything but it's just it's not booting properly then when you open it up the solder work might not be very good on there yeah 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 so that, that that's why we say hey when it comes to Hard like hard modded three sixties, just don't be buying on eBay. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, one thing I was seeing here though, um, kind of sort of related to the three sixty partially. You you'll see what I mean by this, but uh did you see that Goldeneye 007 announcement? I guess the two uh, of them. Yes, yes, I did. I was I was I oddly enough, I was literally talking about that probably about two days beforehand with my roommate saying I wonder if they'll ever release that. Um, so you, everyone who's listening right now, you can thank me for my psychic abilities. Perfect. No big deal. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'll, yeah. 
I I'll work on I'll something be next week. Like I'll be honest, I was shocked. I did not think that this would uh, that this would ever appear like legitimately on a newer service of any kind. I never thought this would happen, just because of um, how long it had disappeared for, and just how I guess all the rights were kind of tied up in well everything in limbo. I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was really shocked when I had woken up. I. <laughs> You know, I'm living that college life. I woke up at like 10 a.m. And so, of course, all the activity has already gone down. I open up Discord and I'm like, what is everyone talking about? And, uh, you know, I scroll up and I was like, whoa, this this actually happened. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And the same thing the same thing as I heard, I, I, as I understood, all the, the, the rights were just um, really screwed up. And, you know, you have like three separate entities owning uh, owning parts of everything. And it's just such a mess. And so I was like, well, geez, you know. I'm, I'm glad they put it aside. I mean, it already, it seems like, you know, I wasn't like super surprised given that, you know, the state of Banjo right now uh, with Nintendo um, and that being in Smash and that being in Banjo being available on Switch Online. But I was, st- yeah, I was still, you know, I was right, st- right. I was, I was still a little surprised that it happened at all. So, cause you, you still have to deal with the rights holders of James Bond. So, yeah. Mm hmm. And I know it's just been it's been one of those things that's been rumored for years. And of course, we saw uh, the reason I was kind of wrapping in with the 360 stuff is because uh, a few years ago, that's when the Xbox Live Arcade version leaked out. Uh, It wasn't complete. It was most of the way there. It still had some bugs. But way back in probably 2007, 2008, Rare had done a full Xbox 360 port of it. And it ran rock solid. It was beautiful, ran at 60 frames per second. Um, It even had a toggle between old graphics and new graphics. And the new graphics were absolutely astounding compared to the old graphics on there. And it just never came out. There was a bunch of rumors as to why it was never released. I think uh, the more heartbreaking thing as well, too, is when Rare released Rare Replay on the xbox 360 uh there was a this ended up leaking out but there was a canceled documentary that was supposed to ship on there and it's amazing you can find it on youtube it's like a 35 minute documentary about the process of creating goldeneye 007 and it just shows like rare was getting all their ducks in a row like they were going to release this with rare replay for the first time and for whatever reason we're not sure which party or parties couldn't come to an agreement but this could have released back in what 2015 and it just never came out unfortunately so it's cool that we're seeing i guess technically two different versions of it now and even that's kind of odd unto itself but i'm just happy to see like an official release of this finally yeah um i i I think there absolutely has to be a huge part of the overwhelming publicity the uh xbla leak um gave it um because i mean that was gaming news for probably a week and a half thereafter um Mm -hmm. you know people posting it you know it getting around people playing it you know it was a big thing on pc because it played pretty well on xenia um you know it was talk of the town so i i think absolutely there you know it, it the only reason this is happening now is because that leak happened because and the positive, um, you know, positive press that got. So, I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, and 
Yeah, I was also going to, you know, like stress, like when he said the 360 version, the 360 port, this isn't, it wasn't, it isn't a remake. It is literally, it, it stressing the word, it's a port. It's, it is the N64 code that they ported the 360. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think it's just, it's, it's so clearly an N64 game that they ported, that they did a direct port of. And, and that's not a bad thing. I, I just, I, I think it has a lot of character to it. And um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Goldeneye um, is still a great game as long as uh, as long as the controls are good on there. That's the thing. Like the original control scheme for Goldeneye 007, it worked back in the day. It worked when we didn't know any better. It worked when we didn't really have a frame of reference. But it's like now, after first person shooter controls on consoles have been perfected for about two decades at this point now, and that is not an exaggeration. It's been about two decades now. It is incredibly difficult to go back to the original control scheme for GoldenEye 007. Oh yeah, no, it's a it's a total. Uh, you know, I, I have an N64 now, but I mean, as someone who you know, uh, I'm only in my early 20s, so I have no real nostalgia um, past, say, the PlayStation 2, and um, so for me, I, I can't even go back and play the game like. A lot of older people do, and they they can get past the controls because they love it. But it's just the moment you, you sit down and playing that on an N sixty four controller that it's just it's way too awkward. And I know you can do the dual control thing where you use two controllers and you use both analog sticks because there's a there's a setting for twin stick in there Goldeneye. Is. But um, I've never I done it. I, I don't think that really fixes the issue with that game's controls on N sixty four. And uh, yeah. Um, the the 360 version um, has you know very very good controls. They 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 brought it over to 360 really well. It's incredibly well playable on a 360 controller. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, that no joke. That version when it leaked out, it ruined my sleep schedule. Um, <laughs> it just kind of I played a ton of it, and it it very much tapped into a very happy memory of me playing it like way back in the day. Um, even then, with me, I was playing it like. I was playing it this millennium, so it was like out of its heyday and everything, mind you. But um, I wasn't in, you know, the 90s playing it with people because I just didn't have a system at that time. Uh, but either way, it was just it was really nice to play that. The the odd thing is, though, um, not to discount the new releases fully, but the Xbox Live Arcade version is still worth checking out if you do see it, uh, just because like I was talking about with the toggle for two graphics modes you could play it with the original n64 graphics or with some nice updated graphics and for whatever reason the graphics are not being updated for this on the xbox and i'm not sure why it's just going to be um if anyone hasn't followed this on the switch it's going to come out on there on the uh nso expansion pack and it's going to be the N64 ROM, and that's it. On the Xbox, so everything from the Xbox One to the Xbox Series X, it's also not going to be on PC, but just on the Xbox systems, it's only going to be the original N64 textures that have been you know, upscaled and such and just running at 4K natively, but there's not going to be a whole new texture and graphics setup like we've seen with the leaked version or with games such as like halo anniversary or halo 2 anniversary yeah i i was pretty shocked by that to be honest i I, at first i was reading all the articles and i was hoping to see a screenshot you know 
with the newer models and everything. And I was hoping, you know, maybe they would highlight and be like, Hey, look at this mode. Um, but there wasn't, and I, I was hoping it was just kind of like a reporting error. Like it just, Microsoft hadn't sent out, hadn't mentioned it in like a press release or something. Um, and so, but then we, I think later that day, even we'd gotten confirmation that, yeah, it wasn't going to have all those upgraded. It wasn't going to have the upgraded graphics mode from the, you know, unreleased 360 version. And I was, you know, wondering why that is. Um, Cause I, I don't necessarily think that's like an IP issue because it would, would have been at rare back in the day in like 2007 at Microsoft. So it would have been all within Microsoft then and as it is now. So, you know, I, I was a bit perplexed by that. And I was also really perplexed by the fact that uh, they, they had said no multiplayer. Uh, well, no, yeah. no online multiplayer, I should say. Yeah. And that is the super weird thing. So the, the N64 ROM on the switch is going to be the only official release with online multiplayer because NSO for the N64, it just, it, the way the emulator works and everything it's able to do um, multiplayer, like online multiplayer. So it would have been, if anything, probably more effort to go out of their way to disable it on the game itself. However, on the Xbox version, which even the shocking thing is like, Xbox is known for Xbox Live. Xbox Live is known for, I would still say it is the best console online gaming platform. So you would think, okay, perfect. It's going to get the 4K remaster on there um it's going to be on xbox live it's going to be through game pass but no it's going to have they were carefully wording it it's going to have local split screen multiplayer but it's not going to have online multiplayer and i would also highly doubt at that point it will probably not have uh lan either yeah um i just it it does seem uh, you know I'm, i'm glad it has you know local split screen um because i'd rather have that than nothing but it's still it's just like it it seriously feels like a real fumble um Mm -hmm. also given that you know i haven't heard anything else like i I don't believe it's just upscaled emulation as far as i know it's Mm -hmm. a native version presumably based on this i would have to presume based on the work they did on 360 i'm sure that they have that in a microsoft vault somewhere and just ported it over to xbox one um, and that, that did, it should note that port was planned to have, um, Xbox live support. Um, it's yeah, in the menus I, and everything. And, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, and, and good catch on that too, because you said planned. Um, I did see, I think it was one of the developers from back in the day. They said this on Twitter at one point, but they said, actually, um, we, Xbox live support was never working on the game. And it's like, okay. I can understand that you all probably didn't get it implemented and coded, but if you boot it up and you look at the menus, clearly it was planned. Like this was supposed to have Xbox live support on there. Um, it does have split screen. Of course, it also does have, um, land play on there. So that's how people have been able to play it online here recently. They just use tunneling services and such. Um, but it's so odd to see that, in many regards, the Xbox Live Arcade version that never released is going to be more feature-rich than the official version that we're going to be getting. Yeah, it, it just, it, it seems like a, a, a serious fumble. It just, it does. I, I mean, I'm happy. I'm more than happy that it exists at all. I'm mm-hmm. more than happy they're releasing it. I will certainly play it. 
um, oh, the yeah. XBLA leak um, actually got me. I got fairly deep into Goldeneye before I got sidetracked on some other game. Um, but once this releases, you know, I'm I have Game Pass. I'm probably gonna get it the day it comes out, and I'll I'll probably play through it all. But it just it's it, it seems like a serious fumble to just release this um, with the, you know without all the features that were complete in the 360 version even mm-hmm. um and it, it does it it did have me wondering a little bit you know is is it a you know licensing thing was there a deal here where nintendo maybe said like hey no multiplayer on xbox if you want to get this deal done or if it was like if it was just seriously an oversight you know i i, well, I, I just i'm so curious and here's the thing i know people were kind of speculating about that too because I guess you were thinking maybe it was Nintendo who was saying that there, and and I can understand that point of view. Um, I guess that kind of taps into earlier where I was mentioning like they would have to more go out of their way to disable online play on the N64 ROM just because that's how NSO is working on there. Um, aside from that, though, I was more thinking, I was like, maybe it could be from a parody standpoint. And I mean, for anybody who might be mishearing me, I'm not talking about like ha-ha parody. I'm talking about like parity, where it's just like the the comparison with how the game's going to run between Xbox and, and like and Switch platforms on there. I know back in the day, that was a rumor where when it was going to release, the rumor was when it was going to release on Xbox 360, um, rare had even offered and microsoft was trying to work with nintendo and they said hey uh we will even get this ported onto the wii as well too we can get this running and the rumor at the time was that nintendo said no because it's like well our version's not even going to run in hd and you're going to have this in hd 60 frames per second and it's going to look a lot nicer on there no it's not going to be equivalent so the rumor was they were upset with the lack of parity between the two versions but that wouldn't be this here either because they're both definitely releasing one of them is a complete you know native build running on the xbox 360 with 4k i'm hoping 60 frames and all that the other one is literally just the n64 rom yeah yeah it's just strange it's strange just that that, that's 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 all you can really say strange period yeah yeah a lot of question i feel like a lot of answers are probably going to surface within Mm -hmm. uh the coming months or you know whenever it releases i'm sure we'll get some answers but like right now it's just it's strange i agree Uh, the the last like strange thing i can think on there is uh even with rare replay uh because a lot of this has been kind of hush hush and then you really have to kind of read between the lines and look at the details on these press announcements and see what's going on but with the rare replay side of things um because it is going to be available on game pass it oddly enough on xbox there hasn't been any mention of price or if you can purchase this individually so it looks like this is going to be a game pass exclusive and also available on rare replay so that might be the way that you have to get it Uh, So in a way, it's nice that Rare Replay is, I guess, going to be complete in this way, where I doubt they're going to put the documentary on there, but it's going to get a game that it was initially planned to launch with. The odd thing is, it was confirmed to be added into the digital version of Rare Replay. So if you've purchased the game digitally, you're going to automatically get the license for GoldenEye. I haven't seen any hard confirmation for the physical owners of Rare Replay. So that is 
uh, odd and I guess a little bit concerning as well too, which several people have asked is like, Hey, I have a physical copy of this. Like, am I going to be included in this or not? Cause I did pay for the game. Yeah. And I, I, I hope that's just a miscom. I hope that's a miscommunication somewhere. Same here. Because nothing with how I know, you know, like Xbox one and Xbox series, you know, you put a disc in, it will also download optional content from, you know, you know, the Microsoft store as it downloads, if it, you know, deems fit, it'll also download like updates in the background as well. I don't understand why you couldn't add it as an update. Um, I know Rare Replay does handle games kind of weird as they're not, it's oh, yes, not like it does. in it, it's not like on a menu in the game, it installs directly to your dashboard with all the separate ga- games. It's weird. I know that, but I, I still don't think there's anything that would necessarily be stopping them from just, you know, Microsoft flipping a switch somewhere and says, okay, when you're installing this game off disc, also download, you know, this optional, you know, golden eye package. I, as far as I know, that's possible. So I don't know why they couldn't. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm hoping that's more of just a miscommunication there. That's going to be ironed out. It's just, it's, I don't see why they wouldn't also grant physical owners the the same access to it. Uh, but also, again, this this rollout and announcement for it has been so weird, like I haven't seen before. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's felt a little too casual, given the uh, the, the gravity of this game coming back um, into the forefront like this and from both nintendo and microsoft and it just being a little it just almost like here it is okay back to business as usual it's like no this launch is just what was that you can't just you just dropped it on you just put it on the table and walked away what it's it's this whole it's been strange it's just weird I feel like that is also they kind of know that is enough for most people to get excited for it I will say, though, I I forgot to mention this. The thing I'm worried about with this, uh, mainly the Xbox port, is that um, I feel like with that lack of online multiplayer, it's going to kill the game really quickly. Uh, A lot of people like me who like people like me love the campaign and will play through the campaign. I actually uh, even admitting this on here, I actually never played the multiplayer on Goldeneye. Uh, just because I didn't have anyone locally who was playing it. And then by the time I did get it in 64 and Goldeneye, nobody was really interested at that point. Um, however, I like my nostalgia is for the campaign. I love the campaign. I can play it over and over. I know most people are not like me, and most people are really gunning after the multiplayer on there. So you kind of have two things that are going to work against it in a way that will... I feel like unfortunately make a lot of people drop it. Uh, One is going to be the lack of multiplayer. And another thing is uh, there's no, the, the updated graphics that we talked about. A lot of people are not like you and I here, Jack, and they're going to, I feel like unfortunately a lot of people will boot up the game, play through a level, maybe two, and then just drop it after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be like, oh, that's a thing. Let me download, check it out. Eh, this isn't as I remember it. Yeah. Um, I'll close it, whatever. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of one of those situations where not just multiplayer, but had they included the updated graphics, 
that might be another draw to draw people back and say, hey, well, this isn't what I remember, but they've updated it. It's new, so this is a new perspective to play it from. And it also mm-hmm. doesn't look like an old game, so maybe I'd play it for that. Along with, you know, oh, it has online multiplayer. Let's play online multiplayer. It, yeah. it, it really feels like um, it really feels like they sh- they shot this product in the foot a little bit, um, but uh, of course at the same time it's super early and maybe possibly in you know there's a minute chance they reverse course on some of this and maybe they do add it back. I don't know. But... If they make liars out of us, I'll be so happy. I'll, oh, I'll I just say this: like I would love to be proven wrong with all of us. Oh, I'd love I I'd love to be wrong too. I I. I'd... Because it just se- it seem it just seems silly currently, so I, I I agree. Oh my god! All right, I'm back. Don't worry, I use the time productively. I did the uh, Raid Shadow Legends ad read. You're all good to go, man. Uh, no, perfect, <laughs> perfect. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Well, w- w- with that all being said, here uh, I am. Uh, we just had to take a quick bio break more. I had to because I am a very well hydrated person. And I guess I didn't realize how well hydrated of a person I am until like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> it's all good. Just, just, just drink water, not, not just to you, but to everyone. Just drink your water, drink, uh, drink tea, whatever it might be. I ran out of my glass of water about 10 minutes ago. But Man, uh, do, you, do you need to re-up or are you good? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm All right. hydrated. All right. Perfect. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's hydrate into something else which I wanted to talk about, which is uh, this Grand Theft Auto 6 leak. Man, this is unreal. Yeah, that's... Ooh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, you know, <laughs> I played... I played... I still... You know, I played GTA 5 a few years later than most. And even then, I still feel like I've been waiting a century for this for anything about this game well and, we uh, went we went an entire console generation without a new grand theft auto game yeah yeah um it, it that it's just it's been insane it's been that long and it's just like everyone's been wanting more everyone's just wanted some drop of a story and obviously you know i think people are getting pretty tired of gta online and everything and so it finally see this drop you know i i I saw it probably when the i think i saw it when like the forum post was like 40 minutes old someone in the disc i think uh uh one of our friends on the discord server tavin um he had posted the link and i of course i quickly told him hey that is a download link you might want to take care of that um (laughs) but uh, you know i i did quickly take a peek um at that forum post and i was like whoa 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 um I'm not touching that download link because that no, there's got to be some catch to that. Um, that no, but then you know I kind of closed it and, and then then it like started coming out. I checked Twitter and I'm like, wait, wait, no, this is legit. This is this is real. I just I can't believe something it, it, like this is a huge leak. This is one of those historic leaks. This is yeah. This is this is it a Half Life Two sort of situation. It it is yeah, and I would even. Dare I dare I would say, I don't know. I, I almost say I want to say that this is bigger than Half-Life 2, but I also know logically it isn't. For anyone who doesn't know, Half-Life 2, maybe about a year and a half before the game officially released, uh source code was stolen for it 
but it was also leaked online. And within like two or three days, people were compiling the source code and had a very early version of Half-Life 2 up and running. Uh, at this moment in time, there has not been any source code that has been leaked. But what has been leaked of Grand Theft Auto 6 is... Um, as Jack was saying on GTA forums, there was a hacker who posted up on there and they said, Hey, uh, I have Grand Theft Auto five, Grand Theft Auto six source code. Um, I, I know he said he had some other stuff as well too. And he said, as proof, here is a download link. The download link didn't contain any documents or any source code, but it contained 90 videos of just various happenings in Grand Theft Auto six. Um, the footage that we've seen, apparently it was all pulled from a Slack channel internal to Rockstar, and it's all footage from about 2019 or 2020, something like that. And it's very much development type stuff. So there's just, there's, um, you see a lot of internal tools on screen. You see a lot of just development stuff happening. You see a lot of mouse cursors because there's people who are like, you know, pointing to things on screen. I'm sure it was a lot of recordings of like, hey, um, I'm running into this weird issue. Have you seen this right here? And they just do a screen recording of what they're doing. Uh, but you do have stuff like a more fleshed out, um, how do I say, like a more fleshed out like mission or objective. And then you have other things that are kind of just your character walking around with a skirt or your character um, just floating around in water or a NPC conversation happening. Um, so it's very much just like raw, uncut, early in development stuff. Um, the reason why I say it's so big is because Rockstar runs an incredibly tight ship, an incredibly tight ship when it comes to leaks of not only game code, footage, details, any of that stuff. I'm honestly shocked that we've seen this in our lifetime. And I, I don't do not mean that as an exaggeration. I've told people that I've said, like, I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. And I'll be utterly shocked if we ever see it again. I think this is probably one of those things. It's like you kind of have to live it because I doubt we're ever going to see a leak like this from Rockstar again. Um, the only other thing that was leaked on there has been there was snippets from source code. Um, the form post is down now. I'm sure it's archived in places, but the big form thread, this hacker, they were also showing screenshots of snippets of the source code. And there was some people who were also asking, hey, where is this? Hey, can you look up this? What about this? And he just, he put up like four or five screenshots just showing snippets of this. But it was at least to prove that, yeah, he did infiltrate rockstar games which even rockstar has proven as well too they've admitted to it uh and he did have source code for the games yeah i i, I it's it, insane just the the fact that they had all of this also i mean there was also the part where that person was offering he was auctioning off source code go, if yeah. anyone if anyone was willing to pay him enough and it's just like um it's in, it is insane. There, I it is one of those things where you have to live through. It. And I, when it happened, you know, I was, I, I know it seems kind of goofy and cringy, but I was, I was thinking like, okay, there's the, there's the, there's the interesting video game history bullet point of my, you know, um, you know, my younger years. So yeah. you know, now I'll have, now I'll have my story to be like, you remember back in the day when GTA Six got leaked, uh, but. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's just insane. And the fact that they got all this information, um, and I, I, and it all got out and I just, it's just surprising. I, I don't even know what, uh, what else to kind of it's it's a bit Say, hard to put like... words to it just because it's like this is it's a little hard to describe it to people who i'm sure everybody who's listening is into video games into rockstar into all of this or at least cognizant of it but it's like grand theft auto is a household name everybody knows what grand theft auto is like good or bad so this is like this is big enough where it's very much a thing where i'm sure like you know maybe you listening your older parents if, if they're still around and talking they they might just hit you up like hey i heard like the grand theft auto got hacked what's going on like it's that big where it's just everyone's going to know about this everyone has heard of it yeah yeah so yeah. i think uh, um oh go ahead uh no i i guess i just said uh, I, w- I was just trying to collect my thoughts i was just, i was just gonna say yeah it's just crazy it's just crazy. It is. Uh, I, I did kind of want to talk about this too, which is even just the uh, the way they were infiltrated because there hasn't been any details on this, but when it comes down to, I guess, the previous history of this, it doesn't seem to be too far off in my opinion. Uh, so this hacker group um, is called Lapsus. They've seemed to take credit for it, at least, you know, the alleged leader of this has. And they were saying this because not only Lapsus has breached into many other big companies last year and this year, but literally just days before this, they were responsible for breaching Uber. And the way they got into Uber was, I guess they had found a, they were trying to get, they were trying to use a cookie, like a stolen cookie to get into Slack and authenticate that way into Uber's Slack channel. Um, unfortunately that didn't work, or I guess fortunately have odd to say it on there, but either way it didn't work for this hacker. So then they ended up getting a hold of someone's information who is an employee at Uber and they spammed, they were trying to get into their account and they spammed their uh, multi-factor authentication uh, for like an hour straight. So this person's phone was just blowing up. And then after about an hour, uh, the hacker ended up phishing them by contacting them on WhatsApp, posing as IT, and essentially said, hey, we're aware of the issue. We're going to fix it. Uh, can you please just accept this challenge and uh, like this you know, notification here, and we'll work on the issue. So... I'm sure the guy, like the guy or girl who was being fished here, uh, they were probably tired because I think this is happening at 2 or 3 a.m. or something, but they were tired, not in the right headspace, annoyed, weren't thinking 100% clearly there, just said, okay, fine, whatever. They accepted at that point this person got in, the hacker here, and they were then able to pretty much look at everything across Uber's network. Um, it seems like Uber did release a really good statement about they went into some more detail and they were saying like, yeah, they were able to see all this, but they didn't steal any information in this regard. They weren't able to access other certain things. So this all was okay in terms of like user data and passwords and such there. Uh, but it's what I mean by that is that's typically what Lapsus does. Um, they are mostly known for their social engineering and their access on there. So it's not too far-fetched to believe that something similar was done to get into Rockstar games. Yeah, yeah. I had I, heard briefly about the Uber situation um, mo- it, because it, it was in relation to the GTA 5 thing. 
Um, so I, I hadn't known that that's how they'd gotten them, but that seems, oh. uh, <laughs> um, seems like Uber is going to have one heck of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, I don't know. I know a lot of companies nowadays do kind of like fake phishing to like catch yes. employees out and everything. And, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot, a uh, lot of phishing education going mm-hmm. on at Uber after that. If that's how, if that's how that person fell for it, um, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. whew, um, I don't want to call yeah, it's like, hey, dumb we're or anything, go- but like, whoa, that's like, that's, that's exact sort of fishing right there. That would have raised my alarm bells immediately. Exactly. So. I, I think it's even just a basic thing. It's like, hey, we as IT are not going to contact you on WhatsApp. Like, why? Why, why did you, why yeah. did you do this? Yeah. And I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think, I mean do we do we know like where this employee was when they got hacked because at least if i got like contacted on whatsapp um at least here in the u.s i mean like whatsapp ain't big and i know uber is an american that's company, a good so point. i'm like i'm like whatsapp no one here really uses whatsapp that's that would that's be a, a, immediately fishy to me that's a really good point yeah and then i mean and that's another thing the um the the person who was allegedly doing this uh they that it's pointing to they seem to be someone who's in the uk so that's probably why they contacted over whatsapp but yeah over in the u.s like whatsapp is not the standard go-to it's a lot more popular overseas so that's even a good point as well like where this employee could have been here i was just thinking that it probably was an american employee but if they were you know a an employee that was maybe traveling elsewhere or maybe they were based out of another office or they were just working remotely in another country. It wouldn't be too far-fetched to believe that. Um, Although I also feel like Uber is the type of company where they will, their IT team will not reach out to you on WhatsApp. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, even if, you know, even if, you know, WhatsApp was normal, um, like here, and that's even if we presume that it was an American employee and they just happen to be using WhatsApp for whatever reason. And but like, what sort of company would use WhatsApp for IT? That's <laughs> yeah, man. Just hit me up on Snapchat next time you're having a computer problem. Exactly. Um, it's 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 encrypted. It's safe. The messages disappear, so you can give your password and it's fine. It will be forgotten. IT is using iMessage, and they're wondering if you want to play golf. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like, yeah, I was, I was going to say, why didn't you want to use Slack for that? Which is what Uber uses. They use Slack. That's what, that's what got, you know, that was one of the things that got, was vulnerable. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just like, man, that I didn't hear about the WhatsApp thing. And now this is completely kind of throw me for a loop. That's just, that. Well, I'm really glad I've, I'm glad you've been able to learn this on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. That's how like I knew of it when, um, because even the person, it, it, they just so casually said it in the GTA forms thread um, because people were asking, oh, well, what are your credentials? Like, how do we know you're you're real? And he was he put up like a screenshot of some of the source code and he said, oh, here's a link to my previous work. And it was the Uber hack, which Uber got hacked on a Thursday. Um, well, it was, I guess, announced on a Thursday and the Rockstar Games hack was announced on a Sunday. So it was just a few days afterwards. They're running a tight ship over there. They are. You know? Yeah. So they are. I, I kind of bit my tongue when I said that. I hope I didn't say tight shit. It's a tight ship. <laughs> you, no, you said ship. And then you said shit okay. right after that. So it's fine. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I'm, you know, this is even one thing. A friend and I were talking about this, and I think I'm more wondering, like, I feel like, how do I, there's not really a way to say this without just saying it directly. I feel like Uber will kind of just have some re-educating and probably really talk hard to that employee. But the employee who I, I'm I'm going to bank on the assumption that an employee was fished at Rockstar Games and that's how this access happened. But because there was a lot more that came out and released, like I unfortunately for that employee, I wouldn't be too surprised if like Rockstar and Take Two were just like, hey, uh turning your work laptop, your phone, and you're done. Like oh. this is all this is all your fault. Like you are the reason why this hacker got in here. You're done. <laughs> I could told I could totally see that being the case. I mean, I feel sorry for the employee who I, you know was taken advantage of for this. Um, if that's the case, um, you know, and there wasn't yeah, there wasn't something weird happening, um, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, that's the type of situation where they would just burn bridges and be like, "Nope, you're just you've proven yourself to be a security risk. You can't work here anymore. You know, it's just yep. too much of a risk for us." Is especially so. because actual stuff came out from that, like the Uber hack. Um, it was essentially a hack that was like, hey, I hacked into Uber. Hey, I have access to their stuff. But that's about it. But this is quite different when it comes to Rockstar Games and Take-Two. It's like this person, not only they downloaded and released tons of videos of the, the game before it was seen, uh, but they also took source code for Grand Theft Auto 5, Grand Theft Auto 6, uh, presumably more. I think the other thing they mentioned, they said they have a test build of Grand Theft Auto 6 as well, too. So this one was actually taking stuff. And we never mentioned this either. They're also trying to extort Rockstar games as well, too. So uh, not not a good not a good idea on that front. But uh, yeah, there's stuff that is that has actively left the company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, I I am a bit cu- I'm I'm curious because I'd also I, you know I know with the Uber thing it was Slack and I, I felt like I had read somewhere else that with Rockstar it was also like a Slack situation maybe I'm misremembering I I think you probably read about Slack from Rockstar because that's where all the videos came from they were yeah. just downloaded through a Slack channel yeah so and, and then it's the the source code and like the test builds of GTA Six that's obviously not files you've had you'd have sitting in a slack chat so you know i kind of curious you know now that begs the question how'd they get from there from a slack channel to there was it that they already had access beforehand to rockstar's you know network did they have access to the slack channel and people were practicing bad you know security and were sharing passwords and therefore they you kind of you know saw that and used that as their way in i'm I'm just i am i am curious how this person got in to to steal all of that you know yeah there's gonna be there's gonna be so many questions a lot that we don't have answers to um but we're gonna be hearing more and more for the next few years in regards to this um i i do also want to say this i feel like this is important to anybody who's listening this is going to release about a week after we are talking about this so just for frame reference we're talking about all this on the 21st of september so if something like big has changed or happened like let's say on like september 25th or 26th and it's like people are wondering why we're not talking about it we don't know about it yet. We're not soothsayers in that regard. So um, just a frame of reference there is important, but I do know that um, 
apparently the hacker is still trying to release a few things, get some money for things, auction this off as well, too. I don't think there's any legitimate biters or buyers when it comes to this, uh, nor should there be. But uh, yeah, it's not going to end pretty for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. no legitimate buyer is going to buy that. You know, source code isn't like industry secrets to like another company. Oh, you coded it this way. Source codes, you know, and the, the copyright involved, like it just, it's of no value to practically anyone. Um, so it, it makes me wonder, honestly, and I, I know a lot of people would probably disagree with this take because it does harm game developers and everything. I'm not saying that this is the right thing that should be done at all. I'm just, I'm a little surprised they haven't gone completely scorched earth with this, given that, you know, if they're caught, they are, uh, they're legally screwed. Um, they're in a lot of trouble, so mm-hmm. why not just go the extra step and leak all of it? You know, so I feel like I, I, I do, feel like we might see something like that. <laughs> maybe because it just it does seem a bit strange that there's, st- you know, whoever this person is is still trying to go for money. You know, it's like you're not you're you're not gonna find a buyer. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the only people with enough money to buy that, you know, for the price that they were asking, are other companies, and other companies don't want to be anywhere near that stuff exactly yeah and i think is that what you meant when you were saying like i guess like source code's not going to be of use because it's like you know source code is pretty useful but it's like other companies other developers cannot be touching that well yeah they can't they can't touch it but i'm I'm also stating that from a a fact of sure source code yeah is is useful but i mean it more from the sense of you know just they're gonna there might be some great stuff in there but it's not like it's not like Rockstar's got some geniuses in there who are like breaking the laws of physics with their programming, you know, mm-hmm. that it'd be like, oh my God, this is the, this is the future, you know, looking at GTA 6's source code, you know, I, so to them, they could probably hire someone to figure out a solution for a game, you know, and do that and not have the legal risk involved with it. So it's just, it's sure. just, ge- it's generally just useless. So sure. yeah. I, I the biggest use though for it though would be from what I was seeing with like cheat developers and even they I mean like cheat developers can't be touching this because I mean it has to be clean room reverse engineering and such but like modders and cheat developers they could actually like go in there tweak you know certain things and really just refine their their cheats and their mods much more if they have access to the actual game source code at that point Um, yeah with grand theft auto online it would be a huge detriment to that specifically but then grand theft auto 6 it's well we could have a half-life 2 situation where within a few days you have people compiling working builds of this game yeah yeah i guess I, i i was perceiving it more from the uh um the uh, from the good sides of society yeah all the people above board aren't going to touch it but yeah of course the modders <laughs> and everything and the, the cheat developers who are making millions of dollars a year off you know gta online cheats that you know they they probably make bank off of being able to look at that and you know mm-hmm. not but only even... use it to say like figure out how to bypass security but like yeah, they could totally just like start compiling their own modified builds of gta and then like illegally distributing them so yeah that would mm-hmm. potentially that would be a big issue yeah, so. but I mean, it, it, it shows a lot when it's like even from what I know, I nobody has bitten on this. Nobody has, you know, op, like tried to purchase this legitimately or anything. Like I, that I, has I, not I, happened. I, 
there, I think there was, was a screenshot of showing like someone had transferred like a hundred K Bitcoin, but that you're, wasn't confirmed. Okay. So you're know. actually, yeah, I am wrong on that. I guess there was one person who they thought they were buying the Grand Theft Auto six source code and they paid the equivalent of a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin for it. Um, but it, they were talking to someone who was pretending to be the hacker that oh. money did not, they weren't even talking yeah, to yeah. the hacker to begin with. So, yeah. um, Somebody ended up making off like a bandit and another person ended up getting swindled out of a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. 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 So I guess still no legitimate purchases on there, but yeah, aside from like that one, I can't think of any like real attempts on that. Well, you know, if, if us and the rest of the discord want to buy it, we can pull together funds. I have like five bucks I can throw into the cause. Uh, I'm not, um, I'm not trying to do that, man, um, but no, no, uh, you know, <laughs> we find some investors. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, I, I, I just, I hope th- go ahead. I, I was, I was going to say, uh, I just, uh, I thought this was particularly funny. Um, particularly to the podcast partway through here, I'd received a text, um, from my, uh, sister who had wrote, just woke up from a dream where you bought Kanye, you brought Kanye West home to play PlayStation two games. So. <laughs> honestly that that sounds amazing i think the uh maybe the only the only reason why that wouldn't be realistic is because it wouldn't be like turbo graphic 16 or something yeah I'm, I'm not fully in depth with my kanye lore but that was wasn't that like his uh canceled that was one that of his was, canceled projects that was one of his canceled projects yeah apparently he was real big into turbo graphic 16 growing up yeah yeah I have my uh, one of my <laughs> one of my roommates. He actually has. Uh, I had posted this in our in the Discord server. Um, he put up two giant Kanye West flags in our living room, and uh, that's perfect. Yeah, it's just it's just goofy energy. I love it. Always <laughs> <laughs> uh, the joy of having roommates when you can do shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Jack, I, I got to ask you, do you, uh, I, I know you have the Xbox, uh, the Series X. Do you got a PS5? I don't remember. I do not own a PS5. Um, okay. I've, I've thought about it. Um, you know, The Last of Us um, Part 1 being released on PS5, that has intrigued me, kind of, sort of. Um, Fair. But... Um, I'm a very by the numbers sort of guy, so um, honestly, besides that, nothing's compelled me to buy a PS5. Mostly because of like, well, I got Game Pass, and uh, uh, I'm not a console wars type. But you know, the Series X. Well, I, I'm not a console wars type, but I'll, I'll play it up just to mess with people. Yes. But um, like, but the the Series X is a bit more uh, is a fair bit more powerful than the PS5, and it has Game Pass, and so it's just like besides Last of Us Part One, nothing's been drawing, you know, kind of drawing me towards it. I'm just like, okay, it's there. I'm sure over the over its lifespan, you know, a lot more exclusive games will probably come out and pull me to the platform. You know, I did buy a, a, a PS4 um, last summer um, uh, because I wanted to play, uh, or no, not last summer. I owned a PS4 a few years ago to play Last of Us 2, and then I yeah. sold it because I didn't need it. And uh, then I bought, I did, again, last summer buy a uh, PS4 mostly because it's like, okay, there's some games out now. Um, that I'll probably eventually want to play. And uh, yeah, but I haven't really played much on it because 
it's it's on 9.00 and i'm not gonna um update it and all that sort of stuff so um yeah so yeah nothing's really been nothing yet has really drawn me to the ps5 except for the last of us part one okay i i will i will say just kind of a story to everyone listening there was at one point uh because when you were when you were playing up your fanboyism and everything uh you were excited when i got a series x and i remember it was like one night we were in a call and you kept asking you were you're like trying to like silence me over like because others were asking like hey uh what do you think of this compared to the ps5 and you're like no 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 mario doesn't need to say anything because the series x is so great it's it's just, just it's so great you kept playing that up and then yeah. I think at one point, like, because you would ask me a few times what I thought of it, you were just, you went silent. I could just see the look on your face, but you were distraught when I told you that I had had it for weeks and I hadn't even opened it. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little, I was a little thrown back. I'm not, you know, I wasn't playing, I wasn't seriously playing sides too hard, but I was still like, seriously, you haven't opened, you haven't, you, you haven't used it. I didn't even I mean, take I the seal off at that point. At the very least, I would I would have opened up the box to check it out. Um, so I was like, I was like, well, geez, you got to open that up. You got to start, you know, hooking it up and everything. Because you know, at that point already, I was having a blast with my Series X. So I was like, mm-hmm. what in yeah. the world, man? And I've and I've shared this a little bit uh, here on, I guess, a previous episode of the podcast. Uh, at the time, thankfully, things are a lot better now. But earlier this year, there was there was a lot of stuff personally going on, and I was a uh, in not the best place i was pretty depressed honestly so for like it was the type of thing i i bought the series x when it was uh, when i saw it was available and when i could as soon as it got easy to purchase them that's when i was able to finally purchase one um but i ended up getting it and it was the type of depression where it's like this thing that you've been waiting for for so long literally when it came in the mail i took it out the shipping box put it up on my kitchen counter and i was like why did I buy this thing? I don't even like really want it anymore. So I put it on the floor of my basement, like in my game room. I did not open it for like two and a half months. Two of those months, I just did not feel like it at all. Just did not have the energy to do so. And then the other half, I finally like after two months, I knew I was finally in a better place because I wanted to play it. And then I was really busy. So for about two weeks, I wanted to mess around with the Series X, but I didn't have time. And then once it was done, I literally just opened it up and I use it as a Xbox and Xbox 360 in all honesty. (laughs) See, now when we have the backstory, I sound like a massive jackass. Um... Why won't the depressed it's, man play the Xbox? Play it. I, to be fair, enjoyment. I also I also didn't share that either, so that that's also <laughs> understandable. But yeah, no, that's why it's like now. No, I'm 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 playing. I actually haven't played it in a hot minute. I I have Metal Health Slinger downloaded on there. I need to actually play it, but uh, maybe this week and I'll try it out. Yeah, yeah. No, I've. Uh, yeah, I for me, it's been really been something I've been enjoying quite a bit. Um, and just it's honestly gotten me it honestly got me off pc and that's i was talking i was talking about this last night uh in the discord uh, chat you know it's hard for me to fall back in love on pc when i've been playing so much on series x and right now just with how these next gen consoles how they developers and you know sony and microsoft have kind of been treating them they've been a little more open with the platforms a little bit allowing people to tweak settings and you know, play the games how they want to play them. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, 
it's a bit more open now. So I, there's just a lot of reasons where it's like, well, jeez, uh, I, I don't really have a reason to come back to PC at the moment. You know, I've just been having such a great experience. Um, that's fair. So that's a that's interesting to hear. I did want to uh, ask this originally um, because it's it's been cool hearing your opinions and everything experiences with the Series X, but. Uh, since you do have a PS5 and since you are a by-the-numbers type person, uh, how have you felt about PlayStation's uh, increase in the price of the PS5 across pretty much all territories except North America? Well, wait, actually, United States specifically, they increased it in Canada. I'm looking, so that's not fully true. So it's just United States is like the only big country they didn't increase the price of it over. Yeah, um, I should say, I, yeah, I, I don't have one yet, um, but... Um... Yeah, I, I, I saw that come up and um, that that also is another kind of historic thing um, because I, we've never seen a price increase never. on I, a console before. I can't like, and I'm not talking about like, we're, we're not talking about like scalpers either who buy a system for 500 and sell it for 900. No, no, no. We're talking like the actual manufacturer suggested retail price increased on the like the regular version of the console not a special edition not a limited edition like the regular version of the console brand new the msrp increased i've i've never heard of this or seen it in gaming ever yeah because i mean it's 2022 we're almost coming up on the two-year anniversary of these systems which is a whole nother thing to be talked about you know (laughs) considering how it really doesn't feel like it's you know uh, like we've even left last gen yet, but it, you know, we're two years now, you know, at this point I would hopefully maybe see some sales and some, you know, this is where you'd see some sales on some like, plat, you know, stores or platforms that maybe have some extra stock, or maybe we'd see a manufacturer, you know, actually discount it entirely, you know, lower the price a little bit. Um, but no, they just 50, you know, it's, you know, 50 year, I think 50 euros more in Europe. And, um, admittedly, I, I do feel a bit bad, um, for a lot of people outside of the U S because it's just, it's another one of those times where, um, you know, it, the, it's a, you know, U S dollar exchange rates kind of screw people over a little bit. And I felt, I, I kind of felt bad that, you know, everyone else gets this price increase and we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really telling as well too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, and I, 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 I don't think it has anything to do with like, uh, considering that, you know, Sony computer entertainment's now, uh, it's no longer a Japanese company. Now it's an American company. I don't even think it even really has to do with that. I think it's just purely because, you know, it's the dollar has he, some good power. The dollar has power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and it's just like, oh, yikes. And especially, you know, also hearing how not even just the consoles, how I, I believe, you know, once again, I, I don't own a PS5, but I've heard the the, the game prices, uh, Sony increased game prices on PS5. Um, uh, all all or, over the world. All, yeah, that wasn't yeah. just a US, that wasn't just like a, a worldwide thing, except for US. No, the US also got increased game prices as well. And it's just, um, I don't want to immediately go and say, Oh, you know, the company's just being greedy. You know, it's, uh, um, I'm like, I I don't want to, I'm not sounding political at all. I'm just briefly mentioning, um, you know, we're at record high, you know, uh, inflation rates. 
and everything, you mm-hmm. know? And so I, I get that, but then it's, I do see other stuff and it's just like, Hmm, I don't, I just, I feel a bit bad with the prices they're charging now. They do feel a bit scummy, even though I, we're kind of in this yeah. uh, moment in time. I so. honestly feel like this is, uh, unfortunately it's, it's not going to have the same wave of this. Like, do you remember a couple years ago when, Microsoft tried to increase the price of Xbox Live Gold from sixty yeah. to one hundred twenty dollars, and everyone was just outraged over that. And then they immediately backpedal, and now it's actually a better deal because um, Xbox Live Gold, if you just pay for the base version of it, now you can play free games online without gold, which was not it was required to play do anything online. So they've made it a little bit better. But at the time, I remember criticizing them about it and saying that this is just such a tone-deaf move, move right here. Um, just oh, because yeah. it's not like, oh, go ahead. No, and I was just gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, no, I, I think it is. Um, just it, it does feel tone-deaf because, mm-hmm. um, like, sure, companies companies may start to feel that pressure from inflation and everything, but let's not forget the fact that um, consoles are loss are loss leaders. They don't, they Sony doesn't make money on a PS5. Microsoft doesn't make money on a series X. And then they increase the price. Still, they still aren't breaking a profit and they're just pushing on those, those now increased prices on consumers who, you know, now it's just, now it's, it's not just the companies getting affected by inflation. It's consumers too. And so mm-hmm. not only is a pricing, inc- you've increased the price, but now people are, are making less. They can't, it, it just, it does, you know, the, the, the Xbox live move. I thought that was, I thought that was really scummy. Um, it was, cause, it was it, awful. Cause it was, it wasn't just slight. Like I was there like kind of a thing of like, Oh, back in my day, but like I was there when the price increased from 50 to 60 and that was enough of a jump where people complained but it didn't make a difference. Everyone just kind of grumbled and grabbed an extra $10 and just paid for their membership and moved on. But this was double. It went from 60 to 120. There wasn't any extra benefits in there. And then it was in the midst of the pandemic. This was in 2020. So that's why I was like, this is the most tone deaf thing possible. We're in the midst of this. There's job issues that are going on. There is um, people are spending a lot more of their time online whether it's for work or just to stay entertained or even both and then you do this price increase and microsoft was the only one that was doing it to that degree but they backpedaled um but this here sony is the only company this is the the ps5 is the only time i've ever seen a console increase in price officially after its launch yeah i I mean um man if people thought you know Sony in 2006 uh, and saying, you know, 599 um, was a slap in the face. Then this, this is more like a gut punch and a kick to the forehead kind of deal. It just, it's like, it just doesn't, I'm like, I, I, I sort of, I very sort of get why they're doing this. But then when you start to look into it, it just kind of starts falling apart and it's just like, why it why it just all yeah it's it's a historic it's a historic thing there's never been a price increase on on a console like this Mm -hmm. it's just um it's just weird it's it's weird 
I, I think the thing is with this is that I feel like there hasn't been as much energy against this push. Um, granted, also do keep in mind I'm in the territory that has not been affected by this. So that could also just be, you know, my look on social media and such on here. But it seems like a thing where people kind of complain about it, moved on, because it's not... I, I don't agree with this price increase at all. I've been with Jack. Like, this should still be sold at a loss. It is very tone deaf here to really increase the price at this point. The thing is, it is enough of a small increase where people are still going to sell these systems. The Every single PS5 that is produced is going to be sold because these aren't being doubled in price. Um, it's not something nearly that dramatic, but it's just a way for Sony to, I guess, get some extra money or less than the blow on there. But it's something that I just disagree with. And I think that's going to be how it is for most people where it's like, oh, this sucks. I don't like this, but there's a PS5 in stock and I want it and I have the money for it and I've been wanting this. So I'm going to get it even though I have to pay, I don't know if you're in Canada, $40, $50 more, whatever it is. Yeah, my... Uh... You know, my sister had just kind of gone through a similar thing because what also it didn't this sort of increase in pricing didn't just happen to the PS5. It just um, I don't know if anyone who's listening has heard about this, but the uh, Oculus Quest 2, now the Meta Quest 2, um, which is their, you know, uh, Oculus is now Meta Facebook. Um, it's their standalone headset. It's their high end one right now. Um, and high end, I should say, it's kind of it's it's their highest end option they've released so far. And, uh, it, it was $300 and then they bumped the price to 400. And my sister was literally, it happened in, you know, July, August. And my sister went to the, she went to go buy a, a quest too. And it was now $400 and she wasn't expecting that, but it was one of those things where it's like, well, I still want it. And it's here. I guess I got to pay them. You got to pay that money you know i didn't even know that increased in price mm -hmm. a whole a hundred dollars for a three hundred dollar product that's yeah. a lot <laughs> and that that people were freaking out about that but even then still i didn't feel like you know you know ps5 it got backlash but like you said people aren't putting energy into it same thing with the quest 2 i i feel like yeah it was a complaint for maybe a couple days but people really didn't put much energy into hey this is literally a hundred more dollars now what and what's that about um yeah. people just I, I, yeah i don't know about the quest because i feel like the quest is easier to get but i also think it's a thing with the ps5 or it's like the ps5s are still hard to get as well too so it's it's even one of those weird scenarios where it's like me being a kind of sort of early adopter because i didn't get it on launch i couldn't get it on launch it took me a while to get it it took me um well, oh, uh, almost a year after launch. I think I got it like nine months after launch, finally. Uh, shout out to Taz for selling me his. It was a sympathy sale there at that point, but um, I was struggling to get it. And a lot of people I've seen on this, like I said, it's just I feel like they're just going to kind of grumble and still just pay the little extra bit and get it because most people who've seen this price increase are like, yeah, this is scummy and this is awful, but like, also, I still can't get a PS5. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like even in that regard, people have kind of said like, well, it doesn't really make a difference at that point, because uh, at the lower price, I couldn't get a PS5 with a price increase. I still can't get a PS5. Yeah, I, I am curious. I know Microsoft had stated 
that they had no plans to increase the price of the Series X um, at this time. But, mm-hmm. you know, it does make me wonder, you know, people, you know, remain complacent with this and it it's successful, you know. I, you know, despite the amount of consumer goodwill Microsoft has tried to build up, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft pulled the same thing after this, after the storm dies down from the PS5. They so. better not. But we've we've seen we've seen examples of this. I've I, not with this exact thing. This is new. But what I mean is like standardizations where I I credit Nintendo to this. Nintendo is uh, the company who proved that you can make a half step console like the new Nintendo 3DS and people will buy it. And they also proved that you could literally sell a portable handheld console without a charger and people will buy it. Um, But when, and thankfully that hasn't been replicated. Now their systems do have the chargers included, but I really don't uh, think. hmm? I was going to say, I mean, maybe not in the console space, but a lot of companies now are doing the same thing with the same logic Nintendo has. I, you know. I agree. Okay, yeah, you're talking about phones and such. A- Apple and Samsung have now there pulled that go. same thing. Microsoft, uh, the, they put, why did I say Microsoft? I meant to say they're pulling the same thing that Nintendo pulled with the same logic. And they say, you know, well, everyone already owns one. So, yeah. you know, why include one? It's good. Or, it's better for the environment. But, yeah. you know, it was with the 3DS, uh, you know, they started pulling that. And I'm like, how many people already own a 3DS? Yeah, Probably was... not a ton at that point. I mean, the, they did come the... a few years later down the road, but the 3DS didn't come off to like a huge start. And like, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people. And so it's like, if you didn't own the... a 3DS before, you also didn't own, you probably didn't own a DSi, which is where that charger became the Nintendo standard. So it was just like, okay, now go buy one. It's like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they, they were, Nintendo was sitting there, and they, they are so weird with their thinking, but they were sitting there thinking, there's not going to be that many people who are going to buy this as their first system. Most of the people who are going to be buying the new 3DS are people who have the old 3DS and they want to upgrade. So they just already have their charger. But it's like, well, most of your consumers are also probably going to want to sell off their old 3DS, which most of the time you need to sell it with a charger. So it was, that was a weird thing. Point is I'm happy at least in consoles that didn't catch on because it was only the new 3ds that was sold with it. And then like the, the new 2ds, for example, it did have a charger um, in that regard. But that is to say, in my opinion, Nintendo proved to other companies that you could do a more upgraded half step or even director's cut of a system and it would be successful in there because it wasn't like the ps2 slim or the ps1 slim um we saw this with the ps4 pro and the xbox one x like yeah it was i feel like a lot of those consoles successes or i guess not the success but more so the reason for the companies moving forward on those consoles, those upgraded versions, was that they looked at Nintendo and said, hey, if Nintendo showed that, like, they can pull this off so we can do the same thing, we just have to market it right. Yeah. And if I'm perfectly honest, um, I might, I, I don't know where you, where exactly how you feel about the uh, mid-cycle consoles that we had last gen. I thought, you know... Despite, you know, it's probably them, you know, like, hey, Nintendo, we, Nintendo can do it. Sure, let's make some money. Uh, let's make some money, too. But I, I, it also was kind of needed, given how weak out of the gate the Xbox One and the PS4 were. Um, 
it, it didn't it definitely didn't hurt for those consoles to have a mid-cycle refresh but it definitely there i i definitely agree with what it, what where, where what you were saying it, it does seem like it was uh uh, Nintendo kind of roll, starting to roll the ball on that one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can agree on that too because I know like making a console is not just like, oh, hey, let's decide to make one. It's going to be done in a month. Like, no, I know there's a lot of research and development and everything that goes into that. So yeah. I I totally understand. But uh, it was also a... The weird thing too is now, because um, this is pretty much before year and I's time, but um, console generations were not this long prior to generation seven they were much shorter generation seven was the first time there was a long console generation and now that became standard yeah even as a young younger kid like i knew that then um i was like this is it was like 2012 and i'm like this has gone on for a little bit because like it's like original xbox launched in 01 360 came out in 2005 that was four years uh 360 to xbox one that was that was eight? like eight years that was, that eight, was eight years eight. it was yeah. and I, I remember even being you know i'm a kid i can do math and at the time i just thought this is weird this has gone on for a while mm-hmm. so yeah 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 so either way it's a uh, weird times we're in right now weird but times yeah that, that's kind of my tldr of it though it's like i think this is a really bad move for sony uh, I, I think it's anti-consumer but also people are going to continue to buy these every single ps5 that is assembled and shipped out is going to get purchased <laughs> yeah 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 um i do kind of want to kind of begin wrapping this up here but uh one of the last things i typically ask is what games have you been playing here recently Oh man, I uh, I kind of I'm the type of guy who goes through phases of playing games and then not playing games for months. I get that. <laughs> um, and uh, for since last summer, I've been pretty invested into Yakuza. Um, after I was uh, after I had gotten a couple recommendations to play it, um, mm-hmm. and I got big into Yakuza. I played Yakuza Zero. I thought that was the wildest, probably funniest game I played in a long while. Um, played Yakuza Kiwami one, uh, love that. Um, and then I got into two and then I just started getting busy with a lot of stuff and uh, I wasn't, I didn't have enough time to dedicate to it. Um, but the past like week or so, I actually started picking up Yakuza Kiwami two again, um, to finally finish that game and play the later Yakuza games. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm investing most of my energy right now. Um, all right. And I mean, I've been playing a little Forza Horizon 5 as well um, with that new Hot Wheels DLC being out. Um, Perfect. I think yeah. um, with the Yakuza games, I believe... So I've never played any of them, but from what I understand, Like a Dragon was the first one that... Turn-based. It went yeah. turn-based, yeah. Um, but then also I believe the developers, because there's been some big things happening, not only it went turn-based, but then the developers said we're not going to be going back to the old style anymore. Every Yakuza game after like from here on out is going to be turn-based and, and they, they changed they, the name too. Yes. Yeah. Just announced like today they've now changed the name to like a dragon, which apparently that was the Japanese name. Like that's what it it's is, called yeah. in Japan, but outside of Japan, it was renamed to Yakuza. So now it's going back to what it was called. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I 
I, I suppose I kind of see where they're coming from, you know, uh, over the past, you know, you know, decade or so, you know, we've seen a lot of the walls start to, a lot of like the cultural walls come down in video games. So it's like, well, let's kind of unify the American and the Japanese audiences a little bit, or the, I should say Western audiences. That's a little, uh, a little too America centric of me. And so, you know, you'll try to like keep things a little closer and not so segmented. And, uh, I, I get why they want to change the name to be a direct translation of the name in Japan. Um, you know, just kind of unify the series a bit more, but Yakuza um, has brand recognition. It has, it does. I mean, um, sure. It didn't get off to a great start on the PlayStation two, but now that stuff has been remastered and it was brought over to the PS4 and the Xbox one people have, it's actually, as far as I know, caught on here pretty well. And, to go and kill off the Yakuza name was a little surprising. And, uh, and a switch to go to turn-based, um, which, yeah, which I wonder how many, like, I wonder how popular that is. If like most of the fan base has been okay with it or not. I know, um, shout out to, uh, Jedge, one of our friends on the discord here, but I know he's a, he's a big Yakuza fan. And he explicitly said like, yeah, I'm not going to play like a dragon because I don't like turn-based games. And then when that announcement was made, he's like, okay, I guess I'm just done with the Yakuza games. Unfortunately, like I'm not going to play any more of them since I don't do turn-based. Yeah. uh, And I know, um, now they, I know kind of this is remaining, it's Yakuza's remaining turn-based, but now they kind of took the old formula and that's what the judgment series is now. Um, and so I'll probably okay. have to okay. check out judgment at some judgment and lost judgment, especially now since they're getting PC ports and I can play them on steam deck. But, um, yeah, yeah. So that the, the, now there's the judgment games. If you want the old gameplay, but Yakuza games are now going to be fully turn-based and I was just like, and we're changing the name. It just, it's, it, it's what I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed why they would do that, but I yeah. forgot how that was. Yeah. I guess I'm even thinking of it for myself um, with, cause I, I, I really love the final fantasy games, but I know as it started to become more action RPG, um, I've personally been okay with it. I know like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, for example, I was very much looking forward to that. I was welcome to the new changes, the new um, look at the story and everything. And I know there were several people who were like, yeah, I'm not going to play this if it's not turn-based. I want it to be turn-based. And the logic I more used with it was, well, if you want an HD turn-based version of it, Thankfully, Final Fantasy VII has been ported in its original form to pretty much every platform under the sun. But if you want to take a new look at this game, uh, we do have the remake coming out. But now that's kind of what they're doing for all of their games, where they've kind of been making a slow transition to action RPG ever since, like, I guess 11 and 14 are online RPG, so that's different. But, like, Starting with 12, they started more going into that action side. And then with 15, that's when they really started like embracing the action RPG style. So really any Final Fantasy like 15 and onwards of the main series, including 7 Remake, is really doing that action RPG, which for decades prior, it was not like that. Yeah, no, I remember when 15 came out... um and i i'm not a final fantasy guy i've never got i never got i've never had like gotten my foot in the door on the series so i've never even really played a game um and i'm not in general a super big rpg guy um 
and I mean I've gotten into RPGs. It's just not the first thing I think of when I'm like, well, I want to play a game today. But I remember even still when uh, Final Fantasy 15 came out, you know, I was like, oh, this is not, I, I thought this was an RPG sort of situation. I thought this was like a turn-based RPG. And, but now it's, the, it's like this open action adventure looking thing. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. So, yeah. 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 It's uh, interesting to see how it goes. I don't, I, I totally forgot. So I haven't played the judgment games either. I totally forgot yeah. that those have the original formula on there. So, yeah, hmm. I, I, yeah, I but... was on, I was unaware of that until, you know, like you said, Jez, he, he had pointed that all out earlier, um, you know, a few days ago. And I, I was like, Oh, I, I didn't know about the judgment series. To be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, I was unaware they existed. Um, it just and opens it, up your your world at that point. It's like, oh god, there's more games to play. Okay, yeah. well, this is like the best thing ever. Like that's kind of been the reaction I see with most people who love uh, the series. Though they're just like, every single game is like the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just uh, I don't know what it is about Yakuza. It's just it, it's something where uh, it's just the right amount of realism and it's just the right amount of wacky that it keeps me hooked. Um, it's it was like when I first started playing when I started playing Zero. And I think I'd, I'd mentioned this on uh, uh, Discord, and I, I'd mentioned it has the exact same sort of like wacky to realism level I'd expect out of the game, like Saints Row Two, and so mm-hmm. it, it 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 checked that same box for me, where it's just this, it's just I'm getting emotionally invested, but this game is consistently wacky to the point I'm just going, what in the world? Um, and it just it, it, it just it hooked. And it's weird. I just never. I I didn't ever foresee myself as that sort of uh, person who'd play that sort of game. Um, I know Yakuza is kind of like a sort of spiritual successor to um, Shenmue, as I understand it, sort of kinda. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. And Shenmue has never appealed to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this is the point where I have Adam Korlick breaking down a door somewhere. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, but I, like, I never was intrigued in that, but yeah, just, I started playing Yakuza and it's just, I got hooked. It's just, it's been good. And obviously I put it down for a few months, but I picked it back up and I'm just like, I'm hooked again. And it's just I got like, you. Ugh. It's always cool when you can find a game like that though. I think for me, like what you're experiencing where you never thought you'd play games like that. It was me with visual novels where I, I knew of visual novels, didn't know a ton about them, but I was like, Oh, I'm like i i'd never really play these i didn't have anything against them i was just like these these aren't for me i'm not gonna play them uh then i played death mark which admittedly not the best one like it's okay when it comes to visual novels but it just clicked with me and it was like it it checked every single box that was just like oh my god i love this and i've just really enjoyed visual novels since then yeah 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 uh i'm i'm, I'm the type of guy where i've always been so steadfast and sort of what the genres i play um because you know games you, you got to invest money into them and so it's yeah. like you're only going to buy the things you like and of course um yakuza is one of those things where it was on game pass so i could i i could just pick it up um for free and play it and it was uh yeah but normally i'm i was totally like the type of guy where it's like i just play i like pretty open i like adventure i like open world adventure games um you know i love saints row and gta um but and i'm a big you know racing guy um i love i i used to love the older need for speed games 
and I loved Forza. Um, once I got into it, once I, you know, finally got an Xbox one and started playing horizon two, horizon three, that sort of thing. And I got, you know, just like super deep into that. And, but it was still like, okay, I play Saints Row, I play GTA, I play Forza and, uh, maybe I play skate three, but it's like those four sort of situations. So it was just like, Yakuza. Okay. Finally, after years, I finally found something else that really clicks with me. Um, That's even awesome. though I know Yakuza is kind of open world, but not really, um, it's very small open world. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so cool, though, that you were able to find that. And it was all through Game Pass. I know, like, experiences like what you're describing, that's what Microsoft has been trying to gun after because they've, uh, they've really been trying to tackle um, getting the support from Japan and, you know, Japanese developers and such. Um, again, like, I haven't seen in a while. We we didn't really see it that much last generation. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. Yeah, I've opened Game Pass in the past. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, like I, I would presume a lot of, uh, um, you know, North American and European developers, you know, would be on Game Pass. But there is a, like a there is, a, you know, it's not like full of Japanese games, but it's like there is a surprising number of like, oh, it's like I would I would I would have like, thought that might have been like maybe like a free game on PlayStation Plus one month, not like bringing it over to Xbox Game Pass. OK, mm-hmm. cool. Like uh, a bunch of the Final Fantasy games are on Game Pass now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I haven't noticed that Final Fantasy was on there. Maybe I should uh, jump into Final Kingdom Fantasy. Kingdom Hearts is on there as well, I believe. I, I do I know believe. Kingdom Hearts is on there, yeah. Yeah, because those were big announcements. Yeah. Well, if yeah. Final Fantasy is on there, I might have to check out what games are on there, because maybe, maybe I should try Final Fantasy and maybe see if that's something to jump into. I'd recommend it. Um, Final Fantasy VII is still very good to play, and I know it's not the remake one, but it still holds up incredibly well. Um, I think you can also enjoy that as well too, because it has some nice like cheats built in where I think if you press like both sticks in, uh, you can enable, uh, like God mode, faster leveling. Uh, there's like triple speed. You can disable random enemy encounters. So you can just enjoy the game a lot more and kind of just reduce a lot of the annoying or grindy parts of the game. So that that's actually if if you're wanting something like I know you can get past the graphics on there, but as long as you can get past that and if you're wanting to, you know, really try a good classic Final Fantasy like the seven ports that's on pretty much every system now is pretty solid. Yeah, well, I guess when my uh, once my PS3 is done getting repaired, you know, maybe I'll have to put in the original Final Fantasy seven and give that a try. Because, yeah, I know it's such a legendary game, yeah. and I've, I've you, never played it, so yeah. Yeah, you could do that as well, although, like I said, the only thing is you just won't have, like, the easy cheat access on there. Oh, Plus, it won't be, like, yeah. an HD, so, oh. yeah, that's well, why suppose, I'm actually yeah, the, recommending, the, like, hey, play it on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, the, what, what are those, the, the Pixel Remasters, right? I think that's uh, what the they Pixel are. Remasters are different, um, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, but not, but not like, the remake not like the remake you're not talking no about that. seven okay. remake is still only on pc and ps4 ps5 yeah, yeah I, I believe uh, i thought that yeah. was the case yeah okay although i'm sure that's gonna come over to xbox and like honestly i hope it does like i'm one of those people i'm i'm so past the days of like gatekeeping and like all this stuff i'm like dude i'm too old for that i don't i don't want to put the energy into it um just hey if if someone only has an xbox and they're able to now play like final fantasy 7 remake like i encourage them to do that that's awesome yeah yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I know um, on my end, let's see. Um, I've been playing a few things. Um, I've actually been playing on my Switch a lot here, but um, have you heard of Kirby's Dream Buffet? That's the that's the new one uh, uh, with Kirby Car, right? Uh, no. Okay, I had this. Oh my god, I had this exact same conversation with my girlfriend and her sister because they were saying like, "Oh, that's the new one with Kirby Car." Right? I'm like, "No, this is the new new one where all you do is eat and get fat, and like the goal is oh, you that sounds, to be as that fast sounds, as possible." That sounds exactly like a Mario game. Oh my god, not like a <laughs> Super Mario game, but a, a Mario game. Um, yeah that sounds right up your alley um yeah yeah no it was like a mr mario game you're saying yeah or i shouldn't okay, say up yeah. your i shouldn't say up your alley i should probably say down your gullet um, yeah i guess so yeah <laughs> I, i'll be honest it's one of the most delicious looking games i've seen like all the food that's in there looks amazing but yeah it's just it's so easy to pick up and play it's like every single competition it's just like five minutes and yeah your goal is you're going through an obstacle course and you are trying at the end of this to be as fat as possible to be as heavy as possible and if you are the winner you end up breaking the scale that is weighing you wow that um man that that is uh <laughs> that sounds like one heck of a greasy game it, it is. It is. I mean, there's a there's a whole lot of sweets. Here. There's also a whole lot of meat. So I guess that's where the grease would come from. Oh but boy. I've uh, I've thoroughly I, I'll tell you this, man. I was surprised when because um, recently I had uh, visited my girlfriend and I was surprised when like on the plane to and from uh, I had all these other games I could have played. And I just spent like three hours playing this game <laughs> just like over and over because it's, it's so fun is a thing, too. Yeah. 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 Uh. Yeah, in, incredibly mindless fun. Uh, cannot recommend it enough. And it's it's one of those games where, I don't know, as soon as I even saw previews of it, it looked hilarious and great to me. And there's been a lot of people who've been, I guess, kind of downplaying it. They're like, oh, yeah, this isn't my Kirby game or this game should be free. It's like, nope, this game is $15 and it is amazing for a $15 game. Like that is exactly where it needs to be. It is the exact type of game I wanted. Like I'm getting the exact amount of enjoyment I wanted from this. Like do not sleep on this, but also the, the Kirby car game that you mentioned, that one's really good too. It's pretty much um, Kirby in a post-apocalyptic world goes urbexing and he can turn into a car. Okay. That is uh man. That, that that's a that is a uh what, what's the word a concept that's a concept yeah. right there yeah um, that was also that was also my kind of, of game Kirby. as well too <laughs> yeah 20 uh 2022 has been quite good for kirby games i'll say that out of the two that we've gotten this year yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um now i've been playing that um I don't know how how up to par you are with Stranger Things, like how much of that you've seen. Oh, geez, man, I have. Uh, I know I need to watch season four. Um, okay, I watched. But you've you've seen up to season three. I've 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 watched up to season three in a mostly drunken freshman haze. Um, okay, you know, okay. I so I barely I I watched it all just kind of like on a couch, completely you know, out of it over the span of like a few weeks. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like. Oh, geez. I, I remember bits and bobs, uh, you know, but I really need to rewatch um, the first three seasons um, before I would, four. I would uh, recommend that. I actually watched all three of them, pro- rewatched all three of them prior to watching Stranger Things 4. No regrets yeah. on that. The reason why I'm asking about this, though, is because did you know there's a Stranger Things 3 video game? 
No, I, I was there, unaware of that. I swear, it's like nobody was aware of it. No, I've I've never talked to anybody organically who knew about this game. Like it's been a surprise to everyone. But here's the thing, man, it is probably the best video game adaption of like on-screen media of some kind that I have played. Uh, there are some differences here and there, are, and there are some things that they're not inconsistent, but they have to be adjusted or added in because you're playing a video game. But it's pretty much, imagine a isometric RPG on the Super Nintendo, but it's Stranger Things 3. That that is that is really interesting, man. It it was amazing. It was it was perfect for what it was. <laughs> I was trying to think. I mean, I I remember thinking about. I mean, yeah, like I, I it's it's always good when you find a good licensed game. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to think. There was a. I feel like I recall playing some licensed game not too long ago and being like, "Oh man, this is the best licensed game I've ever played." But now I'm trying to remember what game it was. Which, I think oh. I had that experience with uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Like, oh. I don't know. Like, back in the day, I don't know why I downloaded the demo and I tried it out. And I was like, I don't know why this game is so good. Like, is it accurate to the movie? Not so much, but it's actually a really good game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, geez. Yeah. Now I can't remember what game I was thinking of. Well, hmm. I played some really good licensed game. Um, and of course, if we're taking it outside of if we're taking it outside of on-screen content, we all know the best, hands down, not just the best licensed games, but the best games in general are the $5 Burger King, Xbox, and Xbox 360 games. Those, hands oh. down, number one game in the world. But um, Sir, they were not $5, they were $4. Or oh, you can $4. get three for 10 Three for 10 Wow. Yeah, you could buy all three of them for 10 bucks. Jeez. Yeah. I Oh, man, I would go back to, I wish I'd go back to 2005, 2006. Never those went on. Just get some fresh copies. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, you I can know even th- do that now. Apparently, yeah. they are not hard to find brand new, and I they're was, like really affordable too. I was just gonna mention. I was like, yeah, but I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of new old stocks still on the market. I'm uh, um, I'm sure a couple of your viewers have to have known about this, um, but a couple years back, ShopGoodwill.com got flooded with like ten cases of all the games just in box like someone they're in the back of like a burger king for like the past 15 years they're just sitting there i'd have to imagine or they're in a warehouse somewhere just 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 greasy and smelling like whoppers just yeah completely full boxes that were never shipping boxes of the games that were just full they were never sold Mm -hmm. and um yeah they had a, a shit ton of them that came up on uh shop goodwill and i uh yeah. I briefly remember this, but that was uh, that. That's great. Um, they're honestly not terrible games. You can get enjoyment from them. No, they're they're great. Um, yeah, they're yeah. also. Um, I, I've I've posed this on social media as well too. But um, get this, you, I will I will argue this. Technically, they are the first kind of uh, Xbox smart delivery titles. Oh, no, no. I've totally seen them as that. Yeah. 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 yeah, Because for anyone who doesn't know, they they are extremely unique discs. They run, if you put the game in an Xbox, it will run the Xbox build. If you put it in a Xbox 360, it will run the Xbox 360 build off the same disc with achievements, enhanced graphics, everything on there. But it is it is per system on there and in fact it's even better because both builds are on the same disc and if you pop like 
I guess if you have a modded system, you could probably figure out a way of doing this. But on a completely stock system, you cannot play the original Xbox version of those games on the 360. It automatically detects and switches over to the respective build for those. So even in a technical sense, like Burger King had a had a good thing going on there. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I have done. You need a you just need a file explorer. It's they're literally it's just it's one file system on the disc essentially they're just the the xbe file and the xex file are just right next to each other oh, so if you just okay. if you so open you it, in, boot it yeah yeah if you open it in a file explorer on 360 and you just launch the xbe file it, it'll run in backwards compatibility i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i've done it so um that's mm-hmm. why it, or i'm having the most vivid false memory of my life but um <laughs> like no i yeah you can do it yeah and th- yeah that's the interesting thing is it's the, if anyone's ever gotten one, it doesn't even say Xbox 360 on the top. It's the Xbox 360 branding just with the 360 chopped off. So it just says yes. Xbox. And yep. uh, if you flip in the disc and everything, it's all 360 branding. But if you flip over the disc, the little center security hologram is still an original Xbox um, yep. logo because obviously it had to play on original Xbox, had to use an Xbox disc. But uh, I just I just think they're goofy. I remember all of this, yeah. And they're honestly they're not that bad ga- of games. So like, even if you find them for really cheap, I recommend if you don't own them, pick them up. Yeah, I, if you're if you're if you have an Xbox collection, it's it's one of those I pretty well known Xbox things. So I feel like you just kind of have to have a copy. Mm-hmm. So of the I three agree. games, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, of all three, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the the last game I actually just kind of um, started playing a bit of is uh, Dusk, which I would say, like, I've been wanting to play this game for a while. It's kind of one of those. Um, there's been a little bit of a resurgence of the boomer shooter, whether we've seen with like new Doom 2 maps or even um, I think Quake RTX was a thing. Uh, and it Quake, got court. It did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Quake 4. They've been doing some testing with that as well, too, kind of doing a re-release of that in a way, even though that's not a boomer shooter that I'm thinking of, um, just still in the, the realm of it. But either way, I know like Ion Fury, that was one of those, but Dusk was one of those as well, too, where it's just a new game, like a net new game that is designed in like the old like Doom, uh, Wolfenstein, uh, Duke Nukem style, like boomer shooter era. Dusk is really good. I've been playing a bit of that. I wasn't expecting it to be, it's not like terrifying me, don't worry, but like I didn't expect it to be as creepy as it would be, but it is incredibly well done and I've just been getting so much enjoyment from it. That is probably going to go to the top of my list then. I love, I, I mean, I love uh, Doom, Doom 2, uh, Quake, Quake 2. Did, never played 3 because that's just Arena, but uh, I, lo- I love that era of uh, shooters and uh that, that's probably going to go to the top of my list. Okay, but, well then um, I can definitely recommend Dusk. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, we def- there definitely has been a resurgence with those games, and it's, yeah, um, yeah, it's just cool to see. I so. love it. It's just, it, it's it, and I mean this in the best way, it's just developers who they grew up with these games, they dreamed of being game developers, and then when they end up becoming game developers, they wanted to make what inspired them, and yeah, I love yeah. it. It was, I've always, I always had a little plan. Like if I was going to learn how to make my own video game, I wanted to make an arena shooter. Um, cause I, I just, I think they're, they're really fun games. Cause I was the person who I always had, I would have, I always had like just really cheap, chunky laptops. So you can't play much on those, but you can play old windows games. 
oh, and yeah. uh, old DOS games. And of course, that's where all mm-hmm. the boomer shooters are. Um, yep. And I, I just, you know, even though they're well before my time, I played a ton of them and I still do play a ton of them. They're um, still good, man. Yeah. Like I, I think at one point, like during the 360 era, I downloaded Doom off there and I was, that's uh, I was having such fun a good, with it. That is such it's a, a good version. It's such a good version. I agree with you, but I was playing it and um, there was people that were just like, dude, why are you playing Doom? It's such an old game. I'm like, dude, it's fun. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. It's fun. It's still really good. <laughs> I think there's a, I th- yeah, there's a modern version of Doom now, the whole Unity ones that Bethesda released a few years ago, and uh, I still go back on my uh, uh, on my Xbox One. The original 360, uh, 360 you know, port is also still available through backwards compatibility. It so is, I, yes. I, I will scroll, I'll scroll past the 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 new re-release for modern consoles on my Series X, and I'll just go load up the 360 version instead because mm-hmm. it's 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 just a really good port. i've also played a bit of um i actually finished the original doom on switch so that's one of those newer ports and it's good it's still good on there but yeah yeah, i agree 361 still xbla is still great yeah 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 but yeah um cool no it sounds like we've gotten some good gaming in so uh, again you know i'm i'm happy to hear that dusk is near the top of your list now at this point for a next game to play yeah you won't be disappointed by it it's really good yeah yeah um, you know, I guess here kind of wrapping this all up, uh, Jack, I, I do want to say, uh, you know, big thank you to co- for coming on here. It's been awesome and fun talking with you. Um, if people want to find more about you, follow you wherever it may be, uh, where would you recommend people check you out on? Oh, geez. I don't know. Um, I'm not that interesting of a guy, but, um, and I don't have the biggest online presence, but you know, um, Jeez, uh, I have a YouTube channel, but that's long since been abandoned, and I can't remember the name it's under. But I have a Twitter account. If you want to see some really um, dumb takes on the video game industry and really out there, like, political ramblings, I mean, hey, find Dr. Boomhauer on Twitter. I'm the only Dr. Boomhauer on Twitter. Um, yeah, just you can find me on there, and I'm – yeah. I'm, I'm usually posting about something weird. Perfect. So. I'll, I'll have your links down below in the description of the, uh, the YouTube upload here. Uh, for our last thing, man, uh, typically I like to pick a keyword or a key phrase. Uh, so if somebody is leaving a comment on the YouTube upload, we'll know that we, that that person has made it to the end. I'm a little bit tired here, so excuse me, but uh, either way, I like to turn this over to the guest. So what keyword or key phrase should people use in their comments? Oh, geez. What is the keyword? Um, pink furry caterpillar. Furry caterpillar? Pink furry caterpillar. Got to make pink sure furry they, caterpillar. they include the okay. color. Okay. Okay. It's got It's got to be pink furry caterpillar. So if you use that phrase in your comment on the YouTube upload, we'll know that you've made it to the end and we're checking out comments. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Anyways, again, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been yeah. a blast. And thank you for having me. This was, this was, I was, uh, when I, when you asked me to do it, I was just like, oh, oh, awesome. And I, I was just, I was probably, I've been like so excited for the past few days. So thank you. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's, yeah. that's really awesome. I, I, it does make me feel good when I hear that. I know there's been other guests where there's like, oh, I've been looking forward to this. I'm like, oh, I mean, I just want to talk and hang out. So that, that's cool. Cause I always just look at this as like, you know, talking to a friend or like talking to someone who I've really wanted to have a conversation with. So I get that. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, cool.
Yeah. To everyone uh, listening and watching, uh, thank you so much for checking out another episode of uh, Mario's Minute. And until next month.